goddamn. It's Tuesday. Show me the Money Club live Tuesdays right here on the Rideshare Guy. You can check us out on YouTube, uh, Rumble, LinkedIn, Twitter, X, whatever they want to call it now, all these different places, as well as the audio podcast of this show will be posted the following day on Wednesday on all major podcasting platforms. But if you want the live up to the moment, everything that's going on as we are talking, you want to make sure you're here on YouTube or Facebook, wherever we can see the chat so we can hang out with you guys and uh, go with that. But we have a hell of a show coming for you today, especially with Lyft's uh, new announcements, uh, new driver benefits. Uh, we'll talk about that and uh, everything that uh, is going on. Um, we're going to read the fine print for you so you know exactly what's going on. Uh, we're going to peel back the onion that they are trying to put up. That's uh, another thing. But Sergio, how are you doing today? What's going on? Excellent, excellent. I'm I'm still not flooded. Uh, hanging in there. So if my internet <laughs> no goes out, slides. you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. We're not yeah, no actually, 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 out of like, I don't know, maybe two months of no sun, clouds, crappy weather, and just dog shit. Uh, it, it's finally sunny. It's a little warmer in, out there. It's like 40, 45, 50. So, uh, um, you know, it's not 70, 75, like you get all the time, but, uh, no. I'll take it where I can. So, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully everything's good there. No floods, no, uh, no issues or anything. So that's always a good thing. Um, for everybody who doesn't know, I had a flood of emails this morning. <laughs> something happened today or what happened? I, I think so. I think there was something that, that happened. I, maybe it was uh Lyft's interview with, uh, or I'm sorry, Harry's interview with uh, Lyft's CEO, David Risher that was on earlier today. Yeah. Uh, or maybe it was Lyft's uh, driver benefit announcement, early driver benefit announcement that we're going to be uh, completely breaking down uh, and talking yeah. about on the show. Speaking of what we're going to be talking about, let's get right into our rundown of what we're going to be talking about. So the first thing on the docket, of course, is going to be uh, this Lyft driver announcement, what's going on there. Uh, then we're going to be talking about the Uber Pro rewards uh, when it comes to the cash reward, um, some issues going on there. Uh, we're going to break that down, talk about what that's all about. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the Uber and Lyft driver protests, uh, what's going on there coming next week on Wednesday. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Lyft increasing bonuses for new driver signups. Why? What's going on there? Um, also, there's going to be a Sergio meet and greet March 13th in Oakland. Maybe I should talk about the Chris meet, greet and meet in uh, uh, Chicago on Mar in the beginning of March. We'll have to figure that out if, if we want. Uh, we can do some meet and greets. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Uber introducing trip radar into the airport queue. We're going to be doing some uh, funnies and fakes as well. I don't know if they're fakes, but uh, we're going to be talking about some funnies and facts. Uh, and then we're also going to invite you guys onto the show to share your thoughts and opinions on this announcement, what's going on. We've already seen quite a few emails, quite a few comments. And of course, we've seen what's going on in the live chat already right now. So uh, we've got a lot to break down on that. Uh, but before we do, I know, Sergio, you love this this announcement because the newsletter, um, there's there's a lot of things I, with the newsletter. You know, so. You know, I I, um, I started writing again. I say this every show because it's once a week to remind um, everybody watching now and later. Um, I quit writing for about six months. Um, a lot of other things to do, obviously, but I love writing. So I started writing for our newsletter again. Um, please go to 
therideshareguy.com. It's free, F-R-E-E. Um, put your email in and you'll get a notification saying, oh, Sergio wrote an article. Now, what are the articles about? It's tips, tricks, a lot obviously to do with Rideshare, with deliveries. But, um, you know, they're a lot more in-depth, obviously. Um, it could be by Jay, by Tyler, by Paula. We have amazing, amazing contributors on the newsletter side. Again, it's free. Please go sign up and you'll get a notification and you'll read it. And, you know, I, I really, really think we offer so much value on this channel, Chris. I mean, 99.99% of everything we put out is free. And uh, when it's free, you can't complain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, uh, I mean, one of the things that's good about the, that part of the newsletter is it's a lot more in-depth and there's a lot of visuals and stuff um, that can be broken down a lot more than what you can actually do in inside of a YouTube uh, video or even like the live stream. So um, there's a lot of things there. But yeah, you can definitely uh, go sign up for the newsletter. You'll get those uh, nice access to that. Uh, where you can get all of those articles broken down nicely in your ma mailbox, uh, email box every morning or, you know, whenever it's shipped out and uh, then you'll be able to do that. So make sure you sign up. Link is going to be in the description. Again, it's free. All you got to do is just put in your email. If you don't want to subscribe anymore, you can always unsubscribe. No problem. But <laughs> with that being said, whew, what happened today, Sergio? What's what's going on? Well, um, first of all, um, I I really want to commend Harry for his interview. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty of this, um, he had an interview with David Richard that ran after my announcement. Um, Megan, thank you so much. Um, thank you. Um, so you know, I had I had done a summary of what we knew. Uh, first of all, we knew this for about how long, Chris? Ten days? A week? <laughs> Uh, something uh, like that, yeah. Yeah, it's just, you know, like, we we always know these things ahead of time. We're under embargo. We can't talk about it. Although, to list credit or discredit, they had released this in the wild, and I was getting screenshots all over the place saying, Sergio, what is this? I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Fully well knowing I know what it was, but I can't talk about it, obviously. And they trust us that we keep the embargo, and we do. Um, that's why we have this relationship with these companies. That's why we're kind of inside and knowing what's coming, what's going, our recommendations to them. But anyway, please go watch Harry's interview with David Risher. Um, it, it is, I think, for me, it's probably Harry's best CEO interview over the last few years mm -hmm. that he's done so many. I give him a B plus, if not an A. He pushed a lot. You know, maybe the coaching we had at 9.30 at night the day before had something to do with it. I said, you know, you can't let this guy go by, you know, skating by like they always do. No more softball, Harry, Harry. <laughs> and yeah, he, he really he, did he push. pushed David a little bit. He definitely pushed a lot. He had him admit that first time, Chris, that a CEO of a rideshare company admitted that the drivers also have costs, just like they mm -hmm. have costs. We have costs. And our costs have escalated as much as theirs, probably more, because we have more cost than they do running a vehicle. And he said that. And and I wish, Dara, <laughs> I know you guys are watching now, I wish you admitted the same thing, because that almost looked like, you know, Lyft is treating drivers like humans, that we do understand where the drivers are coming from. So please go watch that. Congrats, Harry. If anybody gives Harry a bad time on that interview, you have to come talk to me. You know, I, I, I think I think he did as well as he could. So 
with all that. I, th I think beyond, well, before that, I think also, too, you know, him coming back onto the channel, um, kind of a midpoint oh. between because we had him on our show a few months ago, at this, uh, three months ago, I believe, uh, at this point. And, um, you know, he had basically six months uh, to talk about what we've talked about on the show and, you know, try to make some changes because that's what they were saying. Um, so this was a good midway point interview. Uh, we're going to get into the announcement in a little bit, but uh, it was a good midway point. And then, you know, some of the things that was said today will also be uh, tracked and figured out because yeah. when he does come back onto the show in a couple more months, um, ETA, probably March, April, just so you guys know, um, we're looking at that range. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're going to be holding more accountability to it. So every time yeah. you make a claim, Uber, Lyft, we're definitely holding you to it. And, you know, if it, if it goes into the negative, we're going to call you out. Don't you worry. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, we're equal opportunity bashers. <laughs> yep. uh, but when we do bash, we bash with facts as opposed to just feelings. And I think it's this. Maybe it's that. I heard this. You know, we don't do that. We just kind of go, these are the facts. This is the, what it is. This is the numbers. This is the math. And we go at it. When it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. Um the reason, by the way, they call this, Chris, the early 2024 driver um, announcement is because there is more to come. And we are working on a couple of really in important things, you know, and we can't say that, obviously. But uh, so here is the basic package. I mean, this was a full package. Uh, I'm not going to deny it. There were some really good things in here. Obviously, we're going to talk most of this time about this. Um, earnings guarantee or take rate guarantee. Uh, we're going to break it down for you guys. And I have my feelings about it. It's again on in my article in depth on the blog. Go sign up so you can read it um, in case I miss something here. So new driver benefits in early 2024 release. Early because there is more to come from Lyft. Earn 70% of rider fares after fees guaranteed. See where every dollar of riders fares go. Um, earn more for um, waiting during scheduled rides. That's a positive. Uh, find more ways to choose rides at the airport. That for me is a nothing burger. Um, this is an important part. Uh, the most companies are trying to go EVs, obviously, by 2030. And they, uh, Lyft was only in California, unlike Uber, which is nationwide with the EV credit, dollar EV credit. Now Lyft is coming in with about five, six states. And in fact, a couple of cities in Canada with the with a better actually uh ev credit than ubers um 50 trips for 100 dollars. i think it lasts it's going to last about five months it's a trial period probably and something that's really we talked about on david's last interview with me uh, on show me the money club live was what are we doing about these unjust deactivations and what what's happening so this is this is lift's response and i think it's it's a good one um, just like Uber released theirs, you know, a few months ago when I met all the executives, including Dara in Los Angeles. Look, both companies are listening. They're doing their best. Uh, however, um, you know, to dissect this package, we need to go into what affects people's pockets. So, uh, yeah, Lyft came up with this. Now, um, I, I have absolutely made up my mind of what this is. And Chris says as well. And I think we're kind of lined up. Not kind of lined up. We're probably lined up. And at the end of this segment, I'm going to read a letter I received from Joe in Chicago. Um, I think that sums up everything that I'm thinking about this subject. But here we go. So according to Lyft, 
um, again, we had this for 10 days in our hands almost, and I had enough time to read this about eight times over, maybe 80 times over, really, trying to make sense of this. Um, according to Lyft, 15% of all drivers after external expenses. Now, let's get into this external expense part because this is where the sticking point is with all this. Um, Lyft says that if a passenger fare is $1, 24 cents out of that $1 is go goes into a bucket called external expenses. What is in this external expense? Okay, because you guys want to know. I got more emails about that today. What is that, Serge? I'm like, okay, we're going to explain it to you. According to Lyft, what's in that bucket of external expenses is majority of it is commercial insurance, okay? That the TNCs under law must provide their drivers to drive on the platform, albeit with a $2,500 deductible, which is kind of really high, uh, but it used to be a thousand. And what else is in there? Credit card processing fees, city taxes, state taxes that you're in. Uh, in California, Prop 22 benefits. Also, uh, airport drop-offs if it applies to that trip. So all these are in a bucket. There is one other thing in there um, that's called um, platform hosting fee. I don't know. That may be that they're running their website smoothly, I guess. Um, so that 24% or 24 cents out of that dollar fare automatically goes off the top. That goes away. So now we're left with 76 cents. Follow me up, people. Out of the 76 cents, the new Lyft deal is that no driver will earn less than 70% of that 76 cents, okay? And the cut of that remaining 76 cents after Lyft's expenses, external expenses are deducted, the split in on that one is going to be 70-30. If by any chance goes below 70, the driver will be made whole on the following Monday. Not following Monday, the day after the weekend. Sunday, Monday, you should be made whole. Now, this definitely, to me, Chris, is a right step in the right direction. It definitely puts out a lot more information of where every single dollar of the fare goes. Thank you, Greg. Every, of the, every single penny of every dollar that the passenger puts out. And... It is definitely more transparent than what Lyft had before, because before, when you got the PDF after 10 days or nine days, you needed an accounting degree to figure it out. Now, if you do a single chip today, you can look at it and see all the breakdown, what the external expenses were, what your take rate was, what their take rate was. It's as clear as day, definitely more transparent. Now, um, also the reason, part of the reason that I understood from reading it a million times was this. Lyft is saying that, according to Lyft, again, this is not my words. This is in their blog. You guys can go read this, right? But uh, it's in our blog as well. Um, according to Lyft, after the external expenses, which average about 24, some weeks, it may be higher external expenses to you because of the commercial rates in the country. What city you're in, like in California, it's very high. Um, according to Lyft, after external expenses, 88% of the remaining fare goes to the driver. This is their word, okay? They have these numbers. I'm not going to doubt these numbers. However, um, again, according to Lyft, 
of all drivers somehow, maybe it's their strategy, maybe it's the style of driving that they do, have always fallen below that 70-30 cut, that guarantee now that the lift is introducing. Well, that means 85% are above that 70-30 cut. Again, 70-30 is a floor, is a guarantee that your earnings split is never going to be less than 70% of the passenger fare after external expenses. I am not selling you this. All I'm saying is I'm just transferring information here, okay? My opinion is not that it's a good thing or a bad thing or an increase in earnings or whatever now. You guys will hear the opinion shortly. Um, so 85% are doing above the 70%, 30% cut, 15 are below. Is this like a Robin Hood situation? You know, take it from the rich, give it to the poor kind of a thing? Because those 15% who have not figured out how to have their take rate be above 70% probably should not be on the platform. Is it taken from the rich, give it to the poor? It seems like it to me. Is it that 85%? that is going to subsidize the bottom 15%? Seems like it to me. So without confusing with all these numbers, that's what I, that's the message I'm relaying. It's not what I'm thinking of what it is. It's definitely more transparent. That I got to give. However, transparency, if it's going to not put more money in my pocket, doesn't do any good for me. I cannot you know, buy a loaf of bread with transparency, okay? So I'm going to stop here. I'm going to take Chris, let Chris put his cents in. Um, but that's what this guarantee is about explained as well as I can explain it. Okay. Uh, and that was a fantastic explanation when it comes down to it. Basically, uh, when it comes down to how much are you guaranteed as a driver, you're not going to take more than 53 ish percent. And I say that, uh, where we're calculating with that 24%. So if you want to look at it as the take, it's like a 5347 at a minimum. Um, and, and again, that's if you fall below that. And Sergio is correct. If you're probably making less than that, you might want to rethink the strategies in your market. You need to watch the channel a little bit more. Um, I would suggest starting with the three P's video planning, positioning, and patience. Um, and then definitely not accepting everything that comes through willy nilly, um, because you know, you're just going to set yourself up. Um, but the reality is when I, me, and I think every single person that's watching this right now, whether it's live or post, what's going to end up happening is you're going to look at it and say, um, why are they taking out the external expenses when that's part of their expenses that's built into a business? If you're a business owner, if you own a business or have owned a business, you know how a business operates. Many of you watching may not have uh, had a business or not. I own a business um, as well. And so, yeah, there's a lot of operating expenses. But the problem is, I can't just deduct them and say, oh, uh, they're all going away because they're external. No, 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 no. Those are things that you have to prepare for and you have to actually account for if you want to remain profitable in your business venture and go to the next year. So the problem is, I don't think the normalization of this particular aspect of saying, oh, we're going to take out the external fees of 24% around because the thing is we can always you know, change it accordingly. Um, you know, that's part of your cost of doing business. That means you need to figure out how to account better and not just account for off the off the table external expenses like commercial insurance. Yes, I get it. Commercial insurance is expensive, but so is personal insurance. 
So is car tires. So is all of our other expenses that have gone up. So that's the, uh, an issue I see there. Um, you know, when I first started, it was an 80-20 split. That means out of $1, I made 80 cents on that dollar. I was grandfathered in right after I started was the 75-25 split, which means a driver would make 75 cents for every dollar that was brought in and Uber and Lyft would make, you know, the remaining. Um, then it went and switched to the time and distance and the upfront fare uh, model when it came to, uh, or I'm sorry, upfront estimate uh, for the trip. Uh, and, you know, that was much different because it decoupled what the passenger was paying, what the driver was making. Then we went to upfront fares. Welcome to upfront fares, where they say it's transparent because you know where you're picking up and dropping off, but how they calculate that, you don't know because we've talked about when it comes to time, when it comes to distance, all of that crap. Uh, is not accounted for, at least on a transparent level, meaning I'm not getting paid for every second that there's a button in my car, for every uh, you know quarter of a mile, every half a mile, every tenth of a mile that I'm driving, whether it's extra or there uh, to the thing. And you know now it's kind of taking that again, but they're putting in this floor. So what does that mean for most drivers? That means probably nothing is going to change. Probably nothing. Um, but could that mean it could be a pay pay cut down the road in time it could be i mean basically we we've seen uh talked about uh whether they're trying to get you down to a prop 22 level which means prop 22 is 100 and what is it again sergio for the for the uh no. minimum fare or the minimum uh, earning 120 percent of um minimum fare in minimum. the county that you're in okay so, so it's going to come they... to about, it's about 20 bucks Okay, so let's just say, are they trying to bring fares for everybody down? So that means out of the, the range of what people are making, are they going to kind of squish it down like that and then bring these people up a little bit? I don't know. I, I don't think so. It's possible. And, you know, that, that's kind of what uh, upfront fares could be. Is, is it boiling the frog in a pot of water uh, from heating it up from lukewarm to boil? Uh, or is it just trying to boil the water immediately? Uh, so this is something where obviously we're going to have to track it. Um, I think part of it is, yes, it's tra more transparent when it comes to, you know, what you're making, what they're taking and things like that. But I don't like how they're trying to normalize external expenses and then say, oh, we're going to take that off the top and you're going to be left with, you know, at least a minimum of 70, 30 uh, on whatever's profit after that, you know, that you, you got to take into account your expenses. When it comes to taxes, when it comes to um, those types of things, you you could just add that on top of the fare. You know, that's what you do with everything else. You go to a store, you you spend whatever amount of money you're going to spend. Let's say it's a hundred dollars, then you have your taxes added on top of that. So it shouldn't even take take into account. Let's just add the taxes on top or something onto the fare. I don't care. Um, but you know, when it comes down to it, something like commercial insurance and all that 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 is. It's insane. It just needs to uh, really be reworked. And um, yeah, I think the biggest thing is uh, oh, they need man. to really look at driver expenses. Holy crap. <laughs> Jeff, thank you. Appreciate that. Thanks, Jeff. What is um, that? The fact uh, remains that a ride offered yesterday, a $1.50 mile, will make you the same profit today, tomorrow, next week, regardless. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that, that's pretty much what it's going to come down to. For most people that are watching, it's probably not going to affect you in any way. Um, unless you have a really bad week or you're doing the ant, uh, 
the ant of ants accepting wow. everything. And uh, that's what Sergio was doing. So, you know, at that point, maybe. Um, but Look, yeah, man, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the transparency part that you're going to know what it is, but you're going to know what you already knew. Right. Hmm. So we ran our surveys our, in our surveys unequivocally. Sixty two percent on Lyft for the last 500 trips thought thought that Lyft's take rate was between 50 and 75 percent. OK, well, um, so you all have been screaming about, oh, Lyft takes 50 percent, Lyft takes 75 percent. OK, I get it. Now Lyft is basically saying the same thing to you all. Whatever you thought was happening, basically, you all were saying, oh, we're getting screwed. We're going to get, you know, we're getting half the fare. Lyft is now saying, yeah, we are screwing you. We're getting, we're giving you 53% or a little bit more. If you drive properly, if you're ant, you're not going to get any of that. You're going to be right at that 70-30 cut. So to me, I mean, you know, this is basically just saying, yeah, you know, your your guesses were right. We This is what it is. This is what we're doing. And just putting it on paper and packaging it as uh, transparency. Um, so for all the, you know, um, people who were thinking that they were getting screwed, well, now you guys know you are getting screwed. And But these are the numbers that you have to deal with. Now, the top off, I had a lot of questions about that. Let me answer that. It's called a top off or makeup. Look, after each trip, you can see what the take rate was for that specific trip, right? But then at the end of the week, it's going to be all in a bucket, obviously. Um, now, there has, I have some good questions on this, Chris, which I forwarded to you, which we'll do that. You know, we'll talk about these coming up in the next few weeks after we get some results. I already got some results. Uh, what about bonuses? What about the EV bonuses? Are they all going to be thrown into the bucket for the driver? I mean, there are some good questions out there. What about ride challenges? What about surge, right? So. Um, to, to me, you know, these this is new. I don't know anything about it. I haven't driven under this system. I am going to drive under the system and figure it out. Uh, but uh, pretty soon I'll ask you guys, just like I asked you with Uber, to send me your, your results. And then I'll put that in, in a folder. And by the time Mr. Richard comes back here, uh, we'll have some ideas of what's happening. Initially, from the looks of it to me, the bottom 15% who are always under 70 to 30 cut are going to benefit from this, obviously. And the top 85% who are always above 70, 30 cut may see something change, may not see something change. When everybody's up, up in arms and saying, oh, it's a rate cut, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to see results. Um, the, what Chris said is correct, though. You know, they're running a business there. We're running a business here. And then, um, you know, ultimately, I mean, you know, let's put that uh, screenshot up, Chris, the letter so we can finish this segment and we can go a couple other things that Lyft has announced in this package. This is a letter I received literally like 15 minutes before the show. And this basically sums up exactly my thoughts on this on the subject, on this announcement today. And this is from John Chicago, who is moving to greener pastures now, Chris. Um, he used to be my guy in Chicago, uh, my eyes and ears, one of the top drivers in Chicago. And he says, you know what, I got, I'm tired of this racket. I'm going to start, you know, looking into sales and do something else. So good luck, Joe. Uh, but this is his letter, and I think this is as good as I can sum anything up. So looking forward to today's breakdown of the new Lyft initiatives. I think I know where you stand on this, which he knew. Uh, this is where I stand. But I hope um, you'll talk about the commercial insurance that is is not, capital not, some external expense that just happens like city congestion taxes or airport fees. TLDR, too long to read. Um, this insurance is an integral part 
integral expense of Lyft and Uber's business model. Without it, they would not exist. I agree. If a driver cannot get reimbursed for their integral expenses, like fuel and maintenance, then Lyft and Uber shouldn't be able to do this with commercial insurance, which I agree. They're out of external expenses, I'm told 80% of external expenses is commercial insurance. To break it down, Lyft and Uber wouldn't exist without providing this insurance. Correct. As a rider, would you be willing to risk your life and potential medical expenses on whatever lowball cheap insurance a random driver carries? Absolutely not. Without providing commercial insurance, do their passengers, Uber and Lyft, would have no passengers? Correct. On the driver's side, would you be willing to take a stranger, take strangers into your car and risk financial bankruptcy if there was an accident and you get sued? Again, absolutely not. Without providing commercial insurance to their drivers, Uber and Lyft would have no drivers. Correct. Commercial insurance is a fundamental requirement of Lyft. Actually, it's a legal requirement of Lyft and Uber's business model. Without it, they could not exist. Why then do they believe it is okay to take out that expense from the very top? As drivers, we aren't allowed to take reimbursement for our fundamental requirements in running this business. We can't take fuel costs, maintenance, car washes, etc. off the top. Why should they be able to? This is a BS spin of the highest order to say they are taking 24% off the top to cover external expenses and then another up to 30% of what's left just means as drivers, we are allowing them to a way to formalize shafting us on every trip. We cannot allow them to spin this insurance cost issue. It is their expense for their business model. It needs to come out of their share not off the top, just like our expenses come out on of our share. I second this. I ditto it. I agree with it million percent. And Joe, thank you. Uh, I know I would read this, and that's exactly what I'm feeling about this uh, new guarantee. So you know, the the I got to say though, the one thing that I think pissed me off more than anything is the way that the media picked up on this and ran yeah. with it. Because if you looked at some of the article titles and headlines. They're saying that the way they make it sound is that the drivers will make 70% of the total fare, like what the rider pays. So out of a hundred dollars, the, the, the driver would make 70. That that's if, if I was just a normal person, that's the way I would read it. And that's the way I would think it. But in reality, they're taking off the, they're, they're normalizing this external crap. And then, um, you know, they're, they're taking that 70, 30 on top of the, the, after the 24. And it's like, yeah that that just angered me because when i was looking through all the different articles and stuff it's just like what the hell that doesn't even make any sense well, you know they said i mean a lot of the articles i read were almost like written by lyft by yahoo or there was one on fox there was some couple other ones they said this is done in the hope of attracting more drivers to the lyft platform why why do they need we, more we drivers? have plenty i think we have more than enough drivers to attract Right on the I platform. Mean, we're we're going to be is. talking about. We're going to be talking in in a couple of uh, you know segments on Lyft increasing bonuses or signups and that. It's like yeah. wow. Yeah, I but know. I mean so, the reality. The reality is, is like how how is that actually going to attract new drivers? I mean, goes, <laughs> in, the, in the grand scheme of things. Now, like yeah, that uh, to show how how messed up the media is, bro. It's like they have no clue what oh, they're God, saying, yeah. but they just handed a piece of paper. And go, okay, put this in your paper. I'm like, okay, whatever.
but yeah, I think, I think so. the biggest thing is that needs to be searched at right now. And I think this is th this has got to be if it's not the number one priority, this needs to be in the top three. This commercial insurance bullshit. Yeah, it needs uh, either they need to account for it better because if we run the numbers, you know what Uber is making or what Lyft's making per trip, and you know you extrapolate that for the amount of trips that they're making per hour, per day, per quarter. The amount of money that they're collecting on a commercial insurance is, is absolutely astronomical. Yeah. So I think well, that's gonna, what we need to, to really focus we on. Need to, we need to save our uh, little uh, slide for that one on upcoming shows. And, and you, you know, no, I did that. But what I'm saying is, like, yeah. it, it there needs to be some sort of rework. Like I said, like we said before, you know, with the 80-20 split, they had all of their operating expenses from from A to Z in 20% yeah. of the fare back when they started and you know now they're they're trying to make it where there's the floor of them maxing out at 47 percent of the total fare uh yeah. being done so those types of things i think really need to be addressed because if this commercial insurance thing is is you know 80 percent or more of the 24 percent you know there's got to be something done with the billions of trips that are done yeah. you know to get this back well, down and well, under under as you know, I'm going down the rabbit rabbit hole on that because look, when uh, you know Uber says, um, you know, hundred dollars trip, driver gets paid fifty, fifty percent is the take rate. Uber disagreed with that when Len Sherman wrote that article, right? They said, no, we have our expenses. This almost feels like to me, Lyft is going the Uber way on this one, right? With a little bit more transparency because Uber is still washy washy hocus pocus numbers, but um, this one at least they're telling you, look. This we are screwing you. This is what it is. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, but look, um, but I'm going the rabbit hole on that commercial insurance thing, and then I think we need to settle that. But we, I need to talk to more experts about that, that subject because I'm not educated enough about the area, the the space. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, if 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 a rider pays, by the way, the rider is paying this, right? So what's happening is that the fares are going higher as commercial insurance goes higher. Uh, because they're passing it on. Lyft is not paying for this. Uber is not paying for commercial insurance. The rider is paying for it. So what's happening is that when the rates go up, the rider fares goes up, and then ours stays the same. And then we look like, okay, we're making less money out of the fare now, less money out of the fare. Well, like Chris said, as, an, as a business, if you cannot control your commercial insurance, and I know what's happening is that Lyft just signed a contract for 18 months. They outsource every single commercial insurance provider as opposed to Uber, who's going more in-house now. So um, to me, it's like, we need to understand this, that on a trip, that's $100, $24 or 80% or $20 of that cannot be commercial insurance. It cannot be that high. If I have a full-time driver with Lyft or Uber, I can go get my own commercial insurance at you know $1,000 to $1,200 in California, which is ridiculously high a month. But if I'm doing 150 trips and on the on the face of it the minimum is three dollars right that's 450 dollars a week and and i could i can actually pay my own commercial insurance keep the rest of the money that ubers and lyft are charging me or taken out of the as external fares i mean external fees so to mm -hmm. me there is something wrong with this for sure we all know it's wrong it smells wrong it looks wrong it's bad are they you know and harry asked this to david during the interview he said so you're just saying that drivers should just trust you that it's 24 percent and he goes yeah and i'm going like okay well we're gonna keep digging into it and we're gonna figure this part out so yep well the last thing that i want to say when it comes to this is
Um, you know, it, it, we, we've talked about how Uber has made some strong decisions over the last several quarters that has put their stock price today over $70 a share. Um, and Lyft is commingling around the, the 12, 13, 13, 50 range right now with their announcement. Um, I am not a financial advisor. I'm not a stock. Uh, do not take my word as, as word for your investments. Do your own due diligence. But, you know, Lyft might be a bargain at this point. Just saying. <laughs> but uh, uh, I mean, at least when it comes option. on the, the stock, <laughs> at least when it comes to that. But, I mean, the reality is, um, yeah, the, there, there definitely needs to be something that's done. There's a couple of announcements that were made. I think were, were are good. You know, the deactivations, uh, I think, is good. The, the ability to appeal. How that's going to play out, though, um, you know, time will tell how that's actually going to play, uh, actually going to actually play out. Um, but a couple of these other things, um, you know, I mean, look, extending, getting paid, getting paid on scheduled trips is good for wait time. Yeah. Like you get there while, you know, rating might as well get paid for it. I think that's a good thing. Um, yep. EV bonus for people who drive EVs is being extended to, you know, five, six different states. That and needs to go, of, though, nationally, if you want to have any type of change. Yeah, but, you know, Chris, is, I mean, Uber is like the, the, the gorilla and then Lyft is the little tree, remember? So. They always take smaller steps. And then um, on the deactivation side, look, I had actually a couple of instances last week that, uh, and we even talked about it last show, Chris, um, that um, a driver got deactivated because some a-hole passenger complained about the driver being under the influence. And the same passenger who complained about the guy actually the night before pissed in his car because he was dead drunk, Right. And Lyft sent the driver $80. We even showed the pictures on it, okay? And that driver was suspended immediately because as soon as a, a passenger complains uh, about a uh, driver, um, they suspend you, and then they do a review. Well, now the review is going to be with a one-push-button process. You click the button. It automatically goes to a human review as opposed to the black hole that Lyft support is that you just got to go back and forth, cut and paste. Why did I get deactivated? Do this, do that um and i think that's a good thing you know uh, maybe it's not going as far as uber's a few months ago when they announced that um if you're accused of being under the influence uber actually is going to pay for your um blood test uh doesn't go as far as theirs but i think it's a good start and i think there's more to come there and uh you know there was a couple of nothing burgers in there and one last thing i don't know how many people in our audience were platinum or platinum plus which was the level above platinum um, they're getting rid of Platinum Plus, not getting rid of it. I shouldn't say getting rid of it. Replacing it with something called Elite Level. Under the Elite Level, you have about five or six, six different perks. The top two that caught my eye, I think with Platinum Plus, you are getting 6 or 7% on cash back on gas. Now you're getting 10%. You're getting the same six um, you know, fast airport rematches. You're also getting six area filters, which we love uh here um and you know a couple other perks and then uh, basically elite drivers are going to be the top five percent drivers according to their driving score um and and their points now i know for a fact that the point um uh, what do you call it point uh, <laughs> goalpost always gets moved further and further and this is month to month to month by the way and i'm pretty sure depending on your city 
but I know in a few cities the goalposts got moved again, Chris. It's I think up to nineteen hundred points now for wow. elite level. And uh, so, look, I am never, never going to get elite because I don't think the perks are enough for me to to sustain that. Maybe I get it for one month, but then it, in order to, for you to keep it, you have to sustain that month after month after month. And that's probably more for full-time drivers than anything else. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so these are the changes. I mean, there are some good things in there. There are some neutral things in there at the moment until we find out more about it but uh whatever joe said in his letter and i really was compelled to put that up and a lot of people's opinion is just that right and what about our expenses what about that we're not taking that off the top then we have to figure it out after you give us take your 24 percent external expenses and, and you know look we're going to find out we're going to do our research as usual keep our numbers keep our uh, data get the data from you guys the drivers uh, in the next couple of weeks, once this is more in action, I will ask you um, to send me your earnings reports and old versus new, right? Because you guys are all driving now and suddenly this is thrown on you. Um, you know, it'll get some time to get used to. Uh, you know, we'll figure out the kinks in it and then we'll go back and forth with Lyft and hopefully we'll get those fixed. But uh, yeah, um, this is a big change. You know, Lyft sold it as transparency. Okay, you know, yeah, I know where my money is going now, or I know at least where the passenger's money is going um, to the penny. Um, is it going to make me more money? I don't know. Probably not. Probably it's a neutral thing. To the 15% that are on the bottom, get your asses in gear. Stop accepting every request. This is basically like, you know, cherry pickers, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> subsidizing the ants. So... You know, change your strategy a little bit. Maybe I mean, 85% were doing better than you because of you. Now this guarantee thing comes around. So with all joking aside, uh, time will tell. Uh, but my feelings could not be talked about or my thoughts about this guarantee thing more than what Joe said. And I agree with Joe's letter million percent. Well, let's move on. Let's talk about some of the other things. And then uh, towards the end of the show, we will invite everyone on who wants to come on and discuss more about either what we have talked about with this uh, early driver benefit announcement that they had or, you know, something else. So um, make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll put the link to the show in just a little while. Um, so if you guys want to talk about anything with that, you'll be able to come on and talk about that. But let's move on. Let's talk about what is going on with the Uber Pro rewards, uh, with the cash rewards uh that they've done we talked about this a few months ago no actually probably about a year at this point now yeah, and yeah. you know it's starting to make a uh comeback uh with the problem that's happening so yeah yeah i uh i got a lot of these okay uh drivers friends literally seriously when you guys get these things okay it, it doesn't have to be on uber it could be anything <laughs> it could be some offer in the mail it could be some email what did what did Chris? What do you, what do you say? Read the small print always. Always read the fine print. Always, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's like if it's too good to be true, it's probably true. Okay, we talked about this at least three times. Okay, because on the first time people were getting their money. Now, um, the drivers were sent this. Now, I have a very strong opinion about this that. If a driver already achieved this, Uber, why even send this? 
to them. Yeah. This shouldn't even yeah. be in the app. Like if um, you, you'll know in the app, you'll know who's been paid out. You can easily remove it from their app and then they don't see it. There's no confusion. There's no problem. Like otherwise people are going to see this and they're going to say, achieve that, achieve like a pro. You crushed it. You're going to be paid $300 because you did it. And yeah. coming to find out, it, that's just a, a graphic that leads you in the black hole of nothingness. And now some people might be like, oh, I just made $300. Oh, that means maybe I can work a little bit less or take the day off or do something else. And, yeah. you know, at that point, then now maybe a bill is going to be passed due because you were banking on that money now coming in, but you didn't realize yeah. because you, you didn't read the fine print. But then again, it shouldn't be on the driver. It shouldn't even be in your app. It should only be in the apps of drivers that could potentially qualify for this because maybe they never hit it before. Yeah. So, yeah. This, this so uh, I, I got a lot of this saying that, oh, Serge, I did it and I'm not getting my money. And of course, they go to black hole Uber support. They're both black holes. I think I don't know who's is better or worse. This is the conversation back and forth. I mean, poor drivers, you know, chasing their money. I'm not faulting the driver. He did it. He needs the money probably. And then he fell for it, right? He did it. And uh, Uber support says, well, that's a one-time deal, sir. Well, Uber, if it's a one-time deal and you're a technology company, why do you keep sending this? I mean, this looks like nothing. I mean, nothing more than bait and switch. Oh, you go do another, you know, a few hundred trips, become diamond, and then we'll give you an extra 300 bucks. Well, he, he did it already, and maybe he missed reading the small print. I'm not completely faulting the driver, but the driver has some fault in this as well. You got to read the small print. You got to know what you're dealing with. These companies are not your, you know, best friends, okay? And, and sure enough, back and forth, and finally, the driver gets uh, the email say, or the text, you know, the, the, the support message saying that, hey, this is only one time. You shouldn't have done it. I'm like, damn. So I got a whole bunch of this last week. Again, uh, I'm in touch with these companies to a certain degree. I have no special powers, but I'm more than willing to share these kind of things with these companies so they can fix it or make drivers whole. We, we, we do it all the time. Now, with very high confidence, I can tell you all, whoever fell into this trap for the second time, Okay, I'm telling you people, there will not be a third time. If they send you in this app and you already got it once, specifically twice, there will not be a third time. However, I can tell you with high confidence that Uber told me that everybody is going to be made whole who fell for it and did it second time. Now, I want to see some positive emails saying, Sergio, I got the money. If you're not, keep me posted. I'm told by today, latest by tomorrow morning, you should have the money in your wallet. Even if you fell for the, you know, trick or whatever, trick or treat. Uh, <laughs> and Uber is telling me that we don't have to pay. So, you know, I'm like, okay, but we are going to pay. I'm like, okay. So that's where this stands. You know, Uber, thank you. Much appreciated. If you're doing this, really, uh, because you didn't have to pay, but you are paying. And for all the drivers, if you did it once, don't even look at that proposition when you get it in your app again. Because these people, whatever they do, they keep sending it to you. They're going to make you work for free. Don't do it. Just don't. Done. Okay? There you go. Yep. Um, so, yeah. The other side of the coin, always read the fine print. Whatever you can do, try to find the fine print on it. Read through it and make sure. But, again... 
simplest takeaway. You will not get that again if you've already gotten it. It says one time, it says in there specifically, this is a one-time cash payment. And it doesn't say anywhere else beyond that. So if if it comes through, which again, this is something that shouldn't. Um, Uber should be removing that completely from drivers who have already had it. You know, I'm not gonna go back into what I said, but it just needs to happen that way. Yep. And with that being said, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, this global protest that's happening um, just in over a week, actually. Uh, February yeah. 14th, also known as Valentine's Day for the most of us yeah. uh, and some of us. And, uh, you know, it, it, here's a quick reminder. If you have a significant other and you need to get them something, you have an eight-day advance already. And we'll probably remind you again next week. But yes, there's a global protest going on. There is. So these are some of the flyers um, uh, promoting, first of all, um, Torsten, thank you. Um, I have a behind the wheel with Torsten that talks about this issue. We timed it in a way that's about a week before uh, the protest. Um, this is probably as widespread as the protest that I've seen, including Canada now. Okay. Look, drivers are fed up. Okay. Now, my personal opinion, this is only my personal opinion. I support all of these protests. Okay. I question the effectiveness of these protests. One, because of just sheer math and sheer numbers. But I am in support of doing all we can to be in front in the news media, you know, wake people up, which is happening more and more. And in fact, I talked to Torsten and he's going to be our interview. My interview with him is going to be on our channel Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Um, there are two protests happening in L.A. where I live. One is going to be in front of the Uber Hub uh, in Mid Wilshire, in Mid City. That's put uh, by that's put together by RDU, Rideshare Drivers United. And the second one is going to be, which is the you know uh, pamphlet or uh, brochure you guys see on the right side. Um, this is like pretty much, uh, I think, in about twenty different states, Chris. And this is getting some play, obviously. Are we going to turn the apps off and cause Uber harm? No. They have so many drivers that I don't think anybody is going to care. But it is good to keep the momentum of the news in front of the media. And I have good relationships with media. And I am going to do everything I can to put this in the media, you know, to get this written, just like Lyft had the their article written in some, uh, I don't know, some a couple of PR pieces, right? So PR is never wrong. Being in the media is never wrong. In fact, I have two interviews with a couple of major um, magazines and newspapers tomorrow. And I'm going to make sure this is in there, right? We're going to keep this in front of the media. I support everybody's right to protest. I support whatever they do. Mathematically, I don't think it's going to work. But I'm going to try to be actually at both events, okay? Supporting the driver community. Um, is it going to be effective? Probably not, but the effective part of this is being in front of the news, being in front of the media, keep it in the news, right? And uh, so, yeah, that's everybody keeps asking me, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about this? And um, I'm like, yeah, this is my announcement. So hopefully that's sufficient to all the people who ask this. All right. So for me personally, again, uh, I agree with you on the fact that it probably will not have certain effect. I think there's a few other things that could be done. And, you know, anybody who wants to do this, please take it up and do it. 
uh, and then send us screenshots of, of it because we'd like to see. Um, these are a couple ideas that I have that I've talked about, you know, a, a number of times when we were talking about protests. First off, don't turn your app off. If you don't want to drive, don't drive. Turn it on. Let the ride requests come. Let them time out. That means that the drive that the the rider has to wait longer because the amount of people who are going to put their apps on and not drive and just let it ring through and let it go through, you know, that could potentially have a little bit of backup because you're you're flooding it with people who do not want to drive but are going to participate in some sort of stance. Um, so I think something like that could have a potentially bigger impact um, just because it could put more time between somebody who's trying to get a ride versus not get a ride. And it could jam up the systems a little bit. So, um, you know, if you don't want to turn your apps on, maybe, or I'm sorry, if you don't want to drive and you want to stand in solidarity, great. But try turning your apps on. Just don't accept the ride. Let it go through, you know, turn turn your phone on mute or something like that. So you don't have to hear your phone all the time with the, the pings and the requests and all that coming through. Um, but just let it go where, you know, there could be a potential thing there. Now, if Actually, you are you going know, to go to... Hmm. We talked about this with uh, the professor, your suggestion. I mean, I think, I think it'll work better than turning the app off. Because yeah. then you're messing up the whole algorithm, right? And passengers are going to keep waiting. I mean, they're going to, you know, uh, nobody's accepting trips. Potentially, Uber may turn your app off. So pay attention to that because they, they have, they're known to do that after five, six pings, you don't take Which or you let it is against their TOS. And we've talked about that. Uh, All right. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, they don't, you know, they only like their TOS when it works for them. So like, <laughs> that, that's the first thing. So first thing, turn your apps on, just don't accept the ride. Don't have to, because again, if you have, let's say if you have a hundred drivers in an area and let's say 20 of them are normally on at any time. And let's say, 10 drivers are going to participate in the strike and, and, or protest and, and not turn uh, their apps on. You know, the other the, the other 80 still could potentially be on, uh, which means that the rides are still going to go through and all that. But if you want to turn your app on, now your request is going from phone to phone to phone, which maybe now it could go through three, four, five people's phones, depending on the concentration of the amount of drivers there. Second thing. If you are participating in the, the protest, sorry, I keep, keep going and want to say strike, but protest. Um, if you are going to participate and you want to stand with fellow drivers or get fellow drivers on board, you know, the other thing besides going to some of these areas, because I don't know how busy the Uber uh, area is for the Uber hub location, but, you know, you want to go somewhere where people are going to see it, go on Wilshire Boulevard, go on some of these boulevards or these streets that are going to have a lot of people, put up some signs, put a couple of people in front, <clears throat> and actually put up the signs saying like something with with uber where people are actually going to see it more like if you go to the airport the only people that are going to see it are the people who are traveling through the airport not a lot of people if you want to get more people you go on the main streets of the main intersections during those busy times whether it's during rush hour whether it's during uh morning afternoon uh whether it's when people are out on the most of the roads put put those signs up and you know go a couple of blocks at a time you see that all the time do stuff like that where people are going to be more apt. This, the, the other thing, if you are going to drive and you're going to take advantage of that uh, on February 14th or whatnot, um, you know, talk to your passengers. Tell them what's going on because you can still take part in stand solidarity between everybody. Um, but the other side of the coin, too, is everybody should talk to their passengers because we've talked about this last week. Try to get passengers on board with drivers instead of being at against each other and at, at odds 
bring them together, you know, share what's going on. You'll be able to feel them out. You'll be able to have a conversation with them. And most passengers will be somewhat understanding. Some of them will just be like, yeah, go pound salt. But you will definitely reach a few that will, you know, want to know more information. And, you know, they'll probably be fed up with it. And one of the ways that you could do it is just on the approach. Remember, they're paying more for the ride. They're not happy about that. So you can always use that type of approach to kind of, you know, mend that fence and, and you know, get on the same page there. There's plenty of different ways to do that. There's plenty of different tactics. But the reality is we should be talking to our passengers as well, educating them what's going on, because then that's going to bring everybody onto one side. So again, those are the three points that I have. The first point, instead of turning your app off, if you wanted to partake in the strike, turn it on. Just don't accept anything. Let it let the ride request run through. Hopefully that will bug up the system a little bit. Second, you know, if you want to stand with solidarity with people, uh, besides some of these locations that they're talking about, like the main ones, branch off, grab a couple of the drivers and say, hey, let's go to a very busy intersection. Let's stand there. Let's grab some signs so people know what's going on. And then thirdly, talk to your passengers, let them know what's going on and approach them from the angle that it's going to help them as well, too, because they're going to be more receptive of that. Those types yeah. of things, I think, can have a larger impact. And, you know, right around this time, you know, there's a lot of love in the air being Valentine's Day and all that. So I think there's going to be a little bit more receptiveness when it comes to to this going on. So yeah. uh, those are my thoughts on that. When was the last time you mentioned this? It was by maybe four weeks ago that you came up with this four. idea of keeping the apps on. We actually did it on a live stream. You said the same thing. I think it was probably when they when it was first announced. Yeah, like uh, four or five weeks ago. So, yeah, yeah, it was probably around so the month. Whoever, Sorry, whoever Indigo is, I don't know who Jeff is, but uh, actually Chris and I talked to uh, um, the professor a lot. And I guess professor and that guy is tight. So, you know, after we mentioned that he went there, so your timeline is wrong. So you're on the wrong channel, probably. Um, the other one is this right here um, hits the nail in the head. Okay. This most markets are so oversaturated with these desperate drivers who need every dime to buy groceries, pay their rent. I get it. And that's why I'm supportive of the protest, but I don't think mathematically or conceptually, I don't think it's going to result in hurting Uber or Lyft that day anyway. So to me, <clears throat> I'm going to do everything I can to put it in front of the eyeballs of the world. And um, um, actually, Torsten's right here, professors, the one that he's doing at LAX on Century. Um, it's at LAX. So if you guys want to show up, please show up, uh, show your support. And uh, yeah, so that's the protest. And uh, that's where we are with that. Um, so yeah, um, let's keep it going. All right. So yes. Uh, and, and then again, um, the behind the wheel series with uh torsten and sergio will be i like uh, to know how that's possible you tell you tell me mathematically ron how that's possible uh four million drivers a thousand two thousand ten thousand hundred thousand protesting either leaving the apps on or turning the apps off right i don't know what city you drive in but in la there's 120 just in la county there's 120,000 drivers and uh, to reach them all I wish was a possibility, then we can really do it. But it is a divided group as it is. And what Mike said is true. There are a lot of desperados out there. When I drive, when they put a $3 uh, trip radar trip, Chris, and it gets snapped like this, 
well somebody <laughs> took that chip so you know where we are when it comes to that issue but yep. uh, and and you know again with again going with the oversaturation that's part of the reason why turning your app off will not have an effect overall turning your app on letting it run through could potentially because now you're you could be bogging the system and again if you're in particular areas where um you know it's it's busy you you could even like i say you could go in these places where it's going to be busy people are looking for rides and then that ride request will likely come through you and a couple other drivers that you're with which means now their wait time is going to increase because it has to pair to that driver so those types of things you can definitely plan position yourselves to be able to do something like that where it could start um you know breaking the system a little bit um and that could have more of an impact with less drivers who are partaking in it but more drivers on the road as oversaturation um so those are a few things that you could try doing um when it comes down to it but just getting the words out there talking to people um and especially like i say going to to these particular areas these protest areas breaking off and then you know getting your signs and stuff that's going to help other drivers be able to know because unfortunately there's six and a half million drivers on just the Uber platform worldwide right now. Uh, and tomorrow we're going to find out probably there's going to be more than that um, when yeah. they have their earnings call. So uh, we'll probably be talking about how much there many drivers there are now um, after that quarter uh, earnings call comes out tomorrow morning. Uh, but yeah. the reality is, yeah, there's, there's many drivers out there. So uh, to be able to reach all of them or a, a fraction of them is a huge feat. So, one of the things, like I say, you stand on that busy intersection holding those signs, drivers are driving by. You know, you, you get an area where 60,000 cars are going down by in rush hour, 25,000 cars are going by rush hour. How many of those are going to be Uber and Lyft drivers? How many of those are going to be uh, food delivery drivers? Probably quite a few. They're going to see that and then they're going to be like, hey, what's all this about? And then they might actually try looking into these things as well, too. So that's how you can reach more people as well. Um, yeah, um, you know, Brooke, I have, uh, actually, actually, I do that every time I'm driving now, um, you know, try to educate the rider more than the drivers because it's impossible to reach all 6 million drivers, but each one of us take 20, 25 passengers every day. And even if half of them are willing to listen, I actually put up a video. It's on the channel. It's a live recording after I got his approval of me and a passenger. Hi, approach these passengers. Hi, talk to them. Look, if somebody walks into your car um you know with the idea that uh they're on their facebook or whatever social media they're not going to talk to you but you know you you all you have to do is feel the room out right and then mm -hmm. you know if they're receptive to your hello and whatever willing to talk to you you just explain to them what's going on in fact on the lift app um you what your fare is on the lift app all the way from pickup all the way to the end right and uber doesn't show that but lift does that's right like they see. know what they paid you know there you go um exactly that's how it works and you got to educate the rider and that's got to be the pivot this year we, we have to educate the rider we're you know in the car with them 20 30 times a day and you know one at a time because look the other thing that that, that is true is that the rider is also now getting stretched right and and the, the service quality has gone down car quality has gone down driver quality has gone down Cars are showing up with broken windshields and bumpers on the floor, right? And to me, you know, and the passenger is paying 50% more than what they were paying in 2018. So they expect some level of, you know, service and they're not getting it. And they're getting pissed off now because you're not doing 10 bucks for 10 miles anymore. The subsidized fantasy land on the rider side is over. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, these are all good suggestions, but feel the room first, you know, because then they may not be in a good mood to talk to you about anything, and then they'll ding you with a one-star. You don't want that. You know, just yeah. like anything else, feel the room, and then if they're open to talking to you about that subject, do it. Ask them what they paid, and then show on the Lyft app what you're receiving for that exact specific trip, because Lyft app shows you all the way to your destination what you're getting paid, unlike Uber. So... Uh, but this goes for both apps. We need to start educating the riders because they are getting pissed off. They're paying more and they're receiving less. So just like the drivers are. I think, you know what, Sergio? I think what we'll have to do, uh, we'll, we'll have to put together a few different ways to approach passengers uh, and people when it comes to uh, how to approach them. So it's it's going to be on a level playing field. Um, or, or so you're not just like trying to attack them or, or anything like oh, that. No. You come at them real in, in, in a good way. And I think, um, a lot of people might not know how to do that. So what we'll do is maybe we'll, uh, we'll put up a couple of feeler questions and, yeah. and ways where you can like do the probing to see how receptive they are. And yeah. then that way you can start cultivating the conversation on what way it might go. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a lot of ways to do it, and it just is a matter of of the potential person that's in your car if they're even you know really receptive. A lot of the times, they might just get in. They're they're on their phone or they're yeah. playing some music on their phone or whatever. They don't want to talk. You know, it is what it is. But you might get some people that are receptive, and then that person that you weren't able to talk to, maybe the next driver that has them, they're maybe more apt to talk to. So yeah, it's just a matter of it's getting matter of plant the seed, right? Plant the seed in their head because when they keep hearing that from driver after driver, because they're heavy time users. I mean, tomorrow when Uber announces it, they're expected to grow. Not their... literally probing, figuratively. Yeah, figuratively, yeah. <laughs> uh, they have. They're going to announce probably 150 million uh, monthly active users on their platform, Chris. Easy. Tomorrow, thank you. You know, and it's and, and uh, to me, it's like. 150 million passengers a lot of passengers and we all get 20 10 15 30 of them sometimes a day if you can educate half you do the same again the next day you do the same again that's how you multiply because as big as we are we're not reaching not even one percent of the drivers in the u.s there's four million uber and lyft drivers in the u.s we're reaching the half half percent of that maybe so i think that's that's a valid valid thing to do uh because you know, the passenger is not happy, as ha as unhappy as the drivers are, so are the passengers. They're paying a lot more for the same trip than three, four years ago, and they're not happy about it. And in fact, I bet half of these 150 million people on the Uber platform have a heart and will listen to you. And once that happens, well, that's when we can hurt these companies, you know, because they're the not ones not golden that. that lays the golden egg, you know. Not only that, they the, the car quality has gone from like right up here and, and it's slowly going down. So the other thing too, is if you keep your car nice, clean and all that, you know, one of the, one of the best ways to judge them on that is they get in the car and they say, wow, this is a nice car or is this new or something like that, where they're actually complimenting your car. Because yeah. The last few probably have not been that great. Um, yeah. You know, you probably already got a one up there with them. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you, you can start asking a couple yeah. of different questions but yeah we'll, we'll put something together where um you know you can take a couple of different uh questions and kind of get those those feeling questions to to see yeah. where they're at um even if they're interested or whatnot and then that way you know it just it's basically the icebreakers that help you get that conversation flowing and once that st things start flowing you know then you take it where you need to so those are a few different things and i think we'll get that started because uh yeah getting people on on board is is going to be the best way um, when it comes down to, to, you know, helping to make some changes. 
Yeah, that's a lot of points, man. And what was it for the Platinum Plus, Richard? Do you know? Um, that's a lot of points. That's every month after month. In order to sustain it or keep it, you have to do that month after month at Elite. That's a lot of points. I mean, points with Lyft is dollars, basically. The trips and then um, the hours that you're driving. Obviously, busy hours are going to get points, and some hours are not going to get points, but that's a lot of points, bro. Um, yep. but we'll see. Well, you so, know what? Let's talk about something that is a little weird when it comes to uh, what's going on. We we just talked about oversaturation of drivers, and Lyft is, or I'm sorry, Uber's earnings report is tomorrow morning. And yeah. you know, last quarter earning report, they call or they're during their call, they said that they've gained one and a half million new drivers to bring their dr total driver uh, worldwide at six and a half million. What is going on with Lyft? I'm not sure, but why are they adding more and more sign-up bonuses to drivers uh, to get new drivers on board? And not only that, the announcement that they made earlier was one of the things that they said was to try to attract new drivers onto the platform. So why are yeah. they trying to bring new drivers onto the platform when it's probably already oversaturated as is? Yeah, I mean, this is from my app. <laughs> A thousand bucks to refer a driver, and they get six hundred and seventy bucks. So um, that's uh, sixteen hundred and seventy dollars. Chris, Lyft is putting out for a brand spanking new driver, and they probably will show them a few ride challenges for the first month or so in the honeymoon period, right? Yeah. I mean, literally, they're going to put out like I don't know twenty five hundred bucks to onboard a new driver while they're already flushed with drivers. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. and the veteran that's doing a lot of trips is not going to sniff any of this, right? So I, I get the idea, you know, I, this has like been like this for 10 years now or 12 years that Rideshare has been around, right? These companies churn and burn. Average lifespan or a life of a driver, not literally, figuratively, on the platforms is eight months or less, okay? So yeah. here's a business model, just like, you know, when we talked about with the guarantee, the business model, that 24% right off the top is going and they cannot control their costs. costs. And here, they cannot control the driver either. You know, people do it for eight months and they go. Now they have to, and 80%, by the way, quit in less than a year. So what kind of business are we running here that we have to literally replenish the driver base every year, Chris? Literally, the whole bunch has to go, a new bunch shows up. And every time a new bunch shows up, this kind of dollars, millions, hundreds of millions, maybe potentially billions of dollars in marketing has to show up for these people to attract drivers. Well, which is it, uh, Yahoo or whoever wrote that article in that garbage saying that, oh, lifted this to attract new drivers. Well, here's the money speaks, you know, bullshit walks right here. <laughs> so spending close to a couple thousand dollars to attract a newbie. Maybe, Chris, they know that the 70-30 split will work really well with these guys because they're going to accept everything, right? <laughs> and then they're not going to know any better. By the time they know, we're going to get our, you know, $1,670 out of these people. They're not going to get that you out of me because they're paying me a thousand to refer a driver. Well, my question is out of the 15%, how many are brand spanking new drivers uh, that are, that are at yeah, that lower right. level? Are those the, the drivers that get turned and burn in, in a month? Are those the, the ones that are like, Oh, uh, th this isn't doing it for me. So I don't drive anymore. And this is trying to just keep them on the platform or something. Um, but uh, because they'll say, Oh, because you made, you know, less than, than the split. We're gonna we're gonna bump up your earnings to that, and then they'll be like, "Oh, I feel nice and I feel good." And they're good. the well, next week is gonna go run around, and the same exact thing is gonna happen. They're just gonna be like the dumbest drivers on the road. 
Yeah, I mean, if there is oh. one thing we can agree with everybody is oversaturation, right? Every market's oversaturated, pretty much, except with the exception of a couple, yeah. like, right? Boston is not in its top market. Some markets are not, but most people would agree that the markets are oversaturated. LA is definitely oversaturated. I mean, I cannot be more sure about that than my name, okay? Well, why are you paying me $1,000 for a new driver? I mean... That's like cannibalizing my own business, referring a new driver for, and I get a thousand bucks, they get 670, some more perks on the back end, probably some ride challenges or whatever. 2,500 for a single driver is like, that's crazy yeah. money, right? Well, so. and, and then on top of it, they have to give 210 rides in 30 days. How many of those are actually going to do that? I don't know, I don't know but it's a you lot know. of money. You know, it's a lot of money they're putting out for new drivers while to me, at least, it doesn't look like they need any more. <laughs> Well, actually, you know, I'm I'm going back and it says they'll earn a bonus up to 670. So that doesn't mean that's probably the earnings guarantee is 670. Potentially, but you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you know when they say that, right? So it's like, you know. yeah. But, but again, I, I, I mean, don't know. I'm I'm not sure why. I mean, maybe you know, in the following week when they do their earnings call, we might have a little bit of insight why they're trying to recruit so many drivers. Um, but right now, maybe Uber is going to say, "Oops, it wasn't six and a half million. <laughs> we missed out." <laughs> Yeah, I right. Remember, it was like two and a half million. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. No, look, look, the business is set up. It's been like this, churn and burn for the last 12 years. I am sure they figured out the cost of that marketing that they have put out in order what return get they get of the of these drivers, right? They're not dumb people over there. So they figured out this is the best way, as opposed to saving all those hundreds of millions of millions of marketing dollars and take care of all the existing drivers. Because we know they're going to quit anyway, so we need the new fresh blood, and then we might as well spend the money on this. I'm sure they did the numbers. Or how about this? Take all that money on the new you know, referrals or, or, or all the bonuses they put out to onboard drivers, pay it to the full-timers, right? Pay more to the full-timers a little bit. You know, Show them the money as opposed to these newbies who are going to get on auto-accept, and you know, <laughs> their take rates with these people are probably like through the roof, right? So they have figured this shit out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, let's let's talk about something where, you know, maybe some drivers uh, in particular areas may want to get together. And uh, you'll be in Oakland on March 13th. Yes, I am going to be in Oakland on March 13th. This is put together by the James Irvine Foundation and put together by Zocalo. Um, they're a um, publication. Uh, they're a media company. Um, so I'm going to be on this panel with, uh, Alan Narcisse, who's actually, uh, the founder of gig, uh, Shelly Stewart. And it's going to, the panel is going to be moderated by, thank you, man. Moderated by Levi Shumagese, uh, who is a good friend who used to be at marketplace. Now, uh, she's somewhere else. And we're going to be at the new Parkway theater in Oakland, uh, on March 13th, the event starts at 7 p.m goes to 9 p.m now there's a better part on the left screenshot there is a qr code please zap that and uh, show up in person the theater has capacity of 200 i told these people we're going to sell that goddamn place out so whoever is in san francisco or oakland or in the bay area i will put this on our community page next couple days okay this is not until march 13th i'm doing it new because i want to have a show of force of drivers there not just for that after the event, Chris, there is a reception with drinks and food. Free. Ooh. Free. So I go like, 
Well, what better way than do a meet and greet up in San Francisco, Oakland area, Bay Area, right? And I'm going to hang out with the drivers as long as they want me to hang out. I'm staying there the night, coming back the next day. But this is the event. Um, please show up. Let's talk. Let's take some pictures, whatever. I'm going to show this every week. So if you're missing it this time, no. And I'm going to put this on our community page. All you have to do is in-person registration. The event is free. Coming into the theater, watching the panel speak is free. The food and drinks afterwards is free. Free, 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 free. And then we'll get to meet. See you guys in flesh up in San Francisco because I'm pretty sure we'll have a pretty good crowd up there. And, you know, let's show these people what we're made of, right? And fill up that room with a whole bunch of drivers and then have our voices heard. Uh, yep. But it should be a good conversation. It should be a good event. So please download the QR code and uh, register. Yep. So if you're in Oakland, if you're in San Francisco, or if you're in that area, or just want to travel there on March 13th, you know, Sergio is going to be doing a little meet and greet on the panel as well, too. Uh, so if you want to check that out, then you can. Um, you know, I'll be in Chicago March 1st through the 4th or something like that. So if people want to get together in Chicago, uh, you know, we can always do that. We'll run a couple of uh, tests out there to see how those things are going when it comes to upfront fares, EV shaving, tip shaving, ride shaving, algorithmic wage shave, uh, all of that stuff. We'll uh, we'll do some tests and stuff like that and hang out and have a good time. So if anybody wants to get hold of me, uh, going to Jeff, look, hey, you know, it's apples to oranges, what it really is. I, I don't care. Um, those are always going to change. And, you know, that's something that Harry's had on his, on the site for as long as he's had it. So it's really null or void. It's the amount that Uber, I'm sorry, that Lyft is actually putting towards it. So the question is, why are they trying to recruit more drivers versus actually having somebody use the referral? So it's two different things there. Um, so well, you the can try thing, the, other thing to yes, spot, yes. the reality I mean, is, look, um, look, we have a crew of about 15 people here. Okay. Uh, we put out 99.99% free content out there. The quality of the content is by far and above and beyond any other channel. And the information is, is as well. And these people need to get paid. And, you know, this is a business. So if you guys had any idea of what goes here behind the doors, then you guys would understand. And all this other stuff that, yeah, it's got Instacart there. It's got this there. It's got Uber there, this there. You know, I can unequivocally tell you guys that the the referrals used by those links and the revenue that comes in from those links is less than three percent so they're there they're on every single other channel the point what chris made is is valid that uh, while we have such we don't advertise it right We're, the link is there you click it you click it you don't click it you don't click it and i'm telling you it's three percent when Lyft pushes it into every driver's app saying, oh, go get another driver. Go get your uncle to come drive. Go get your sister to come to drive. I'm going to pay you $1,000. It's a completely different story than having links, um, which the business has to be running and the people need to get paid. And to put the content out day after day takes money to do. And we're not the Federal Reserve, so I have no excuses about any of that. And, um, you know, that's how YouTube is run. You got to make money for us to show up here to do this. To write the articles, to do the videos, to do the editing. You know, a lot goes in behind the scenes that people don't know. This they think we just show up and you know shoot the shit here, but it's not that simple. No. All right. So well, let's go on. Let's talk about what's going on when it comes to the airport queue. 
and some of the things uh, that Uber is now going to be introducing. Lyft has this, you know, Lyft. Actually, I like Lyft better than this. They showed up again. It is my app is just every day. There are little goodies that show up. <laughs> and this is like literally like when you're sitting at the airport in queue and you're like 300th and you have another hour and a half or two to go. <laughs> <laughs> they go, they'll put up a trip on trip radar, right? Um, and, uh, you know, if you like it, you want to get out of the hellhole that you're in that's called LAX queue or LAX holding lot. You just X fast. It says X fast. FOMO, click, just get out of Dodge. Uh, but Lyft has a really good one that they put all these trips around you, right? You can click it, look at the details. If you like one, you can grab one and get out. They don't even have to be from the LAX lot. They could be out other trips that are, you know, in the vicinity. And Uber is copying Lyft on this one. Um, I like it. I, I will never go to the lot <laughs> when I drop off. If I get a rematch, good. If I'm not getting a rematch, I ain't going to that hellhole for four hours when 500 drivers are waiting. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I might as well just drive up Santa Monica and grab a trip there. But uh, yeah, this is something new that showed up in my app. Um, and I'm like, okay, not bad. You know, you can, I like the part that it says act fast. <laughs> Other drivers will be seeing the same request. So it's trip radar at the airport that you're seeing tap to select the chip and find out in seconds if you match. So it's like trip radar at the, at the queue. I'm like, all right, no problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, moral of the story is just don't go to the airport during those busy times. Go to the airport, drop off yeah. and get out. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're dropping off, that's one thing. But uh, I mean, I don't know why anybody would sit in a lot, especially when there's 500 cars in front of you, 300 cars in front they of you. Are. It's insane. Between X and XL and Comfort, uh, there are always three to 500 cars at LAX. And then Lyft now never used to have more than 100 cars. Now Lyft has 200 plus cars. So combined Lyft and wow. Uber have 700 cars waiting, bro. <laughs> what's Damn. going on? I don't know what's going on. Well, about 50% of those are on both apps, you know, according to the poll. Okay, so. fine. But still, <laughs> I don't like so, a lot of cars. about 600 people. <laughs> I mean, oh LAX my god, is that's a busy insane. airport. Don't get me wrong. You know, LAX is the second busiest airport. Yeah, you got what? You got like but, three flights a minute? Yeah, no, you're gonna wait. You're gonna wait three hours. And then, you know, they'll throw you some garbage three in a row, right? Remember, we talked about that. They were logging people off at Thanksgiving. What they do yeah. at LAX, and I'm pretty sure it's the same at other queues around the country. You decline three in a row, bro. You're back at the queue. Aligned. Yep. <laughs> they'll talk all those all back in the line. So all those hours you waited. And if you don't get something decent, you know, oh, my God, no, don't waste your time, man. <laughs> well, speaking of California insurance and LAX and, you know, their commercial insurance, oh, yeah, whew, get ready because yeah, our insurance is going to spike, too. Well, my my insurance is doing this. So, you know, you know how Uber complete, completely com always complains about, oh, our like, Lyft, same thing now. Oh, 24% is going there. Uber goes, oh, you know, we have to raise the commercial insurance because it's gone up so much because ambulance chases are hurting us, blah, blah, blah. Well, what about my what about my insurance? Lyft, Uber, this is my cost. So should I sit here and send an in-app message to you now saying, oh, look at my insurance. My insurance is up 35%. So considering my rates have st stayed the same or declined under upfront fares, I'm eating that Uber and Lyft 35% right there. What about that? No, that, that's not money. Yeah, exactly. So my costs are going up as much, if not more, than yours. So I wouldn't be sitting over there and complaining about, oh, my costs are up, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, 
Look at my costs. That's just a minimal at 35% if you can get insurance. So stop complaining over there anyway. Um, so I thought, I, I think that's to the point, right? My costs are going through the roof. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yep. And I'm getting paid the same, right? And or lower. somebody's got to pay for that. <laughs> or lower. Probably yeah, or lower. lower because there's less rides that are available to you and uh, you um, you making less maybe per ride. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. So don't complain, Uber and Lyft. And don't take that off the top because. So I'm supposed to take this 35% off the top of my earnings now. I'm not even, you know, doesn't make sense. Um, yep. But uh, next one, we have... Let's talk about some okay. names again. All right. So, okay, Lyft. Uh, <laughs> an endless. So I had shown the one on the left, Chris. Okay, F-U-C-K. Yep. I had shown one previously on the left. That's a screen name, people. This is no joke. This is real. Okay, F-U-C-K is the screen name. How does this person get on your platform, Lyft? How's that happen? I I don't know. But I guess you're allowed maybe on different cities. Well, I'm hoping they're in different cities. I just got the one on the right. Look what it says, Chris. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I don't know, Lyft. Two F-U-C-Ks on the platform? How's that working out for you? You think but I want to pick it's this mark up? It's definitely <laughs> two because one has that WH logo for their uh, their little avatar, and then yeah. the other one has nothing. So it's definitely two different ones, and I'm sure I that know. it's not just just two. I know. Well, I I'm sure there is more. So people, if you do run into these fake names, please send it to me. Uh, I'm not low on my fake name I list. I have a huge database. So I can yeah. go there and be like, yeah, I saw in the chat. Somebody said, how do you pronounce that? <laughs> you just roll up uh, and say, F -U -K, yeah. you pronounce it the way I, I shouldn't say it. <laughs> Fuka? It's, it's Fuka. Fuka? Okay, whatever. Fuka. Well, we have two of them now floating around. That's the latest one on the right. Ugh. And then Uber never stays, well, you know, short of that, obviously. You know, what, what do we, I got another thing. What do we say about uh, Uber and Lyft bonuses? What are they? <laughs> what are they? What are Uber and Lyft bonuses? Uh, carrot and stick. <laughs> well, like, are they, you know, something that you can rely on? Are they predictable? No, are variable. they variable? <laughs> variable? variable? So they're, they're unpredictable? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, a, this is my Uber one. There, there's another name. Unpredictable. Oh. You know what the funny thing is, though? Okay. Um. It says start Uber X. <laughs> so yeah. the guy is at the pickup. <laughs> he did pick it up. And I'm like, would you pick up unpredictable at three in the morning? I would want to find out what personality is getting in my car first. <laughs> well, unpredictable personality right there. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing. But am, am I getting the am I getting the cuckoo off the cuff one, or am I getting like somebody who's actually kind of sane, or is it somebody that's kind of funny? I mean, unpredictable <laughs> in which way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the but, other thing is, you know, I always greet my passengers like when they come in the car, night, day, whatever, good evening, good morning, whatever. So when the one before the lift one. When they get in the car, how, how do I do that? Like, good morning, F-U-C-K? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You, you know, when I always say, I'm like, uh, what's your driver's name? Or I, I have to match the ride. What's, what's the uh, name of the account? 
and that's um, usually how I start it. But once uh, yeah. once they get in, or once once it's verified, then you know you do the normal "Hey, how you doing?" type thing. Um, yeah. So that's not the same thing that I do. Yeah, this I don't know. So you know, Uber Lyft this needs to end. I mean, I'm gonna put one every week, which I've been doing for weeks and weeks and weeks now. You might not. So you know, how's, you know, how's that? You might have to do like a full collage just to show the 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 share oh, share volume yeah. of how many there are. We should do like a slideshow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and All then, right. Well. Yeah. So. Uh, before there's there's one other thing that we're gonna go to real quick because Sergio, you don't know about this one yet. This is something that I came across. But before we do that, uh, we do want to invite people on to the show. Uh, and hold on. Here is the link. So if you want to come on, if you want to share your thoughts on what you know was announced earlier, if you want to, if you watched the David Risher interview with Harry, um, then you can talk about that. You got questions, if you, whatever you want to say, um, we have the link right there that you can come on and do anything you want for a few minutes. Something related um, to the topics of the show. Okay, don't come on and say, oh, I didn't get my cancellation fee or something. Something, whatever topics we talked about. Obviously, the lift changes. Obviously, whatever you guys have watched for this last hour and a half. So we'll we'll have a half hour. We'll have people come on for a half hour. Yeah, about. And then the uh, one thing, hold on one second. Uh, da -da -da -dee. All right, so um, there's a story that I came across when it came to uh, scrolling through Facebook. And I thought this was a really good uh, thing to kind of discuss um, and kind of getting in the mindset of thinking when it comes to safety, when it comes to what's going on here type thing. And, um, you know, I want to know what would you do in this situation? And then obviously I'd like to know what the chat would do in this type of situation. So let me set up the scenario, what was going on and then, um, you know, share your thoughts of what you'd want to do. So, or what you would do. So I came across this post and it says, originally she says I'm by 7-Eleven and to come in, then she changes to say I'm inside. Think they wanted me to go inside as I feel it was a setup to rob my car or something else. Well, I parked in front of the door, as you can see, and called her two times and didn't answer. Shady as F. Um, so then the text conversation said, hi, I'm by the gas station. Can you please come inside so I know you are here, elderly woman? Sorry for the hassle. I'm by the 7-Eleven. Now it could be, it could be, it might not be, who knows, but uh, then the, the driver says, I'm here parked in front of 7-Eleven, uh, and then the passenger uh, replied, could you please come inside, you get me? And then the driver proceeded to call the passenger two times where they didn't answer. Mm. What would you do in this situation? What would be going through your head? And uh, where okay, would you go um, with this? I might, what I would do is, first of all, I'll grab the phone. I'll grab my keys, lock my car. I mean, I, I can think of that I'm about to get carjacked. <laughs> uh, that would be the first thought. Uh, I'll keep my dash cam running, obviously. Um, but uh, I'm in a 7-Eleven. I'm in a public place. Relatively safe, let's say. Not safe altogether, but relatively safe. It could be a woman on a, you know, I don't know, uh, on, a, on a walker or wheelchair or whatever. They may need help. I will play the game. I will not go inside 7-Eleven. I will look from the outside to scout what I'm dealing with. And if I see some shady shit going right back in the car, lock the doors, get the hell out of Dodge. Um, that's pretty much I would. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people in here that are saying uh, cancel uh, probably rob 
a robber or things like that. So possibly, possibly. automatic. This was like on an, any other street, any other storefront or whatever. Not a chance because it's public. Seven Eleven parking lot, daylight. It's not at night. Maybe you know my good Samaritan side may say, "Eh, yeah, let's take a look." You know, because if I'm there already, if I accepted the trip, might as well. Uh, but uh, at night or anything else, no tailpipes, <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that I saw scrolling through, and I'm like, huh, this is actually a good conversation. Um, you know, kind of, kind of is one of those things. And you know, I'm kind of with you on the fact that, yeah, it's during the day, um, yeah. so you have a little bit less of a chance unless you're in Oakland or something, or, or you know, Chicago That's or some of these areas. There's Oakland, palm trees bro. there. There's palm <laughs> trees there, so it's it's going to be a little bit nice uh, and warm. But uh, um, you know, the the fact that you call and she didn't answer after two times you know that's kind of a, a weird yeah. flag yeah. and you know what i would say is always go with your gut feeling so if you think yeah. that this is a little weird you know don't worry about it move on to the next and yeah. say hey uh i'm sorry i'm not getting out of my car or whatever reason yeah. and yeah. uh you know kind of go from there so oh yeah the fact that you call the fact that she can it this looks like a third party text right somebody's texting somebody ordered the trip for this person probably because it says elderly woman, sorry for the hassle. So whoever you're calling is not going to the actual person that's inside 7-Eleven. Something else is happening here. But again, mm -hmm. in all these cases, you are on your own, right? Have a dash cam for sure. Um, you know, yeah, I, I would give it a shot. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So um, we got a couple of guests that want to come on and talk. And again, if you would like to come on, share your thoughts about something that was discussed on today's show, uh, link is going to be right there in the chat. So you can come on. We have Joe and Mike. So we'll bring Joe on first. Joe, how you doing? Good. How's hey, it going? Hey, Joe. How you doing, good. man? Good, good. Nice to talk to you guys. Oh, Always good to talk to you, man. Are we dealing with a little delay? Sorry. That's Just okay. wanted to follow up on the uh, the so-called external expenses. Um, okay. I don't know exactly how commercial insurance works. I know you said you guys were going to dig into it. Uh, Thorsten did a quick video earlier saying something about how uh, Uber and Lyft package this insurance and then resell it to us in some way. I don't know how that works or what he was talking about uh but in any case there's there needs to be if that's the case some kind of transparency as to what this price is for this insurance and if they are making a profit on this insurance by reselling it to us then that becomes a profit center and it's definitely part of their business model that should not be coming off the top in any way yeah i agree and we are looking into it i mean we're not going to say anything until we really figure it out. Um, I mm -hmm. did actually speak to Torsten today. Uh, I mean, you know, he 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 likes doing things on the spot. But uh, to me, it's like there are legal ways they can do that. They can buy it in mm -hmm. bulk and, uh, you know, buy it all wholesale and sell it at retail to the drivers. And actually, the, it's not really the driver. I mean, the driver's take rate is getting messed up with, obviously. But what is also happening is that the passenger, right, is, is mm -hmm. paying for this. And so we did the similar thing last week. You know, I put up a 19 mile half hour trip that Uber's commercial insurance rate was $13.50. And then I put up a trip that was 21 miles and half hour Uber commercial insurance was nine and a half. From what I know, 
commercial insurance is not charged dynamically like the platform works, right? And there is a high likelihood that um, they're buying up wholesale and selling into the retail. And they may be a profit center, like you said, in that external expense. And we will find out, you know, we always find out. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, look, our job is not to end these companies. Our job is just to make everything as fair and transparent as possible. So thank you for the letter, by the way. That was just the Joe that we're talking about. The letter I read is from uh, this okay. gentleman right here. So very well written. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, keep Anything? up, keep up the good work. And uh, we need to get get into these details. I don't. I agree with you. We don't want Lyft and Uber to go away, but we certainly want to be treated fairly. No doubt. No doubt. And I like your yeah. external. <laughs> I like your external <laughs> tag over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, all we all, all, right. all we really want is a, a fair fare, and that's that's all we should, you know, that's what I we like all deserve. Too. Yeah. See, well, our crowd mm -hmm. comes up fair fare. I I like that. I, I there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with it. hashtag fair fare. There we go. Like so, mm -hmm. how's Chicago? Everything good? You're driving? Uh, I haven't for about a week. I was, okay. uh, had a really bad cold last week. Uh, okay. we did. Uh, it was a really good busy week with uh, a convention uh, a couple weeks ago. And then it went yeah. back into the toilet, uh, the usual February, January slowdown. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, they hang in there. Be uh, safe. Stay healthy. Keep in touch. Uh, much love. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Have a good one, Joe. All right. So uh, before we bring on a couple other guests, we do want to, uh, hold on, give uh, your chance to win some money. So enter hashtag smtmc again hashtag smtmc into the chat and anybody who is in the background uh waiting uh please wait until after you get off you can enter into the live chat there um so then that way we don't lose you and uh you'll be able to get your entry in as well so hashtag smtmc for your chance for 25 dollars. all right mike let's bring you on mike how you doing oh are you even there mike oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry Okay, no worries. Oh, trouble is here, bro. Oh, what's going on? Oh, my God. What's going on? This I'm gone. Bye, guys. See you next week. <laughs> great, great, great show. You guys guys hit it right right on the nose with, with the shit. It's, it's just a total, I don't know, my, my opinion, a joke. You know, it's, it's, it's the usual smoke and mirrors. You know, it's, 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 it's all, all it is. You know, they... Total lies, fake accounting, whatever you want to call it. Cook the books. Say they're friggin'. I know, like with me, it's going to be a pay cut. In reality, you know, three, probably three to five percent. It's just, it's, it's brutal. Just another kick in the ass, you know. So you're not an ant, is that why? <laughs> no, 125 rides last week. That's pretty, pretty antish. Ant but you got to do. Yeah, yeah you gotta do what you gotta do. They they just uh they just hammered us down so low, you know. It's 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 tough. So you're gonna make elite then? El elite, elite. Uh, yeah. You may get a, you may get the new beacon or whatever the heck. I, that I is. was last month. I was last yeah. month. Already a thousand points towards next month. That's that's how bad I've been being an ant. You, know? you gotta do what you gotta do to eat, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, and you're in a top market, by the way. Trust me. You're oh, I know, I know, I am. You know, and and 
what what I make for for being with with Uber and Lyft from day one is a joke. You know, it's a, it's, it's a joke. I'm I'm going to be the one that's subsidizing the ants. One hundred percent. Yeah, they're, gonna, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing up the fifteen and knocking yeah. down the fifty. <laughs> Yeah, push that, push that fifteen percent up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. no, I, I, I thought we said what we said was pretty dead on. I mean, oh yeah, it was spot on. When, when I seen your video this morning, when I got home, I was half yeah. asleep. He's not going to soft, is he? But yeah, no, you, you did, did a great job. You Call it the way job. we see it, man. Call it the way we see it. You know, you like it, you like it. If you don't like, there are so many other channels. Have a nice day. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, yeah. get some other guys on. I just All figured right. I you did All right. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. We got Carlos coming on. Carlos, how you doing? You're upside down, Carlos. Hi, guys. Can you guys hear me? Yep. How's it going? Okay, we, we need some new faces. Yeah. This guy's on nah. every show, man. Let me, let me, let me say one thing. Okay. Let me say, uh, first of all, thank you guys for uh, having me on the show. It's a very nice show. I, uh, I love you guys. And um, love uh, what's your guys' uh, suggestion or opinion on this? Do you guys think there should be tiers of drivers? Level one, 10,000 trips minimum. Level two, 20,000 trips. Level three, 30,000 trips. Um, there, in my opinion, there's a lot of new drivers with less than 1,000 trips. And those people are the ones who got the bonuses all last year when they should have gave people like us 15,000 trips over five years driving. Like, like, all right, if we were to push for something, like say nothing works. If one thing can work, let, let it be these driver tiers, man. Look, there's seniority at Del Taco where I work. There's seniority at all these warehouses that I've done. There's seniority at UPS or oh, the guy working 20 years. Yeah, he's going to get the raise. And then the first year uh, loader on loader, why gave him the raise? Same yeah. thing with drivers. Look, there's what there's one year drivers that are acting like they've been driving for years, which is fine. Respect to every single driver, but there's drivers like us who have done over fifteen thousand over five years, and I, like I'm gonna keep doing it, wh whatever it is. And th that's all I gotta say. Um, mm -hmm. I don't like this platinum, yeah. this diamond, but what about level one, ten thousand? And and l l let's let's get it straight. It, no. It's not you're not gonna get ten thousand trips in one year. That takes a while to get. That takes yeah. a while to get. Let's pay some respect to all these 10,000 drivers, these 20,000 trip drivers. And, and that's all I got to say. I know some things that we're working on. Um, I can't say because it's not in concrete. And uh, But I do agree with you. The only reason these companies won't do it is because they're going to say you're not my employee, right? Every every situation you talked about is an employee employer situation. UPS, warehouse, Taco Bell, whatever it is, right? They're, they're getting away because we're there they tell us you're not my employee you're an independent contractor i don't have to treat you any differently but i do 100 percent agree with you that people who are full-timers people who have very high ratings after twenty thousand trips right should get paid more should get the bonuses as opposed to newbies exactly to suck, in, to suck them in and suck their life out their car life out bloods whatever and then they disappear and then there goes the money right so i do get it i think I think there is a point to it, and hopefully we'll come to something on that, you know, within 2024. Because right. I agree with you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. That's all I wanted to say. And uh, I agree. I'm, with you. I'm always supporting and watching. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Stay safe. Be healthy. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, Carlos.
All right. So we got Nathaniel. What's going on? How you doing? This hey, brother on the wild. As seen on the right chair guy, endorsed by Jay Creek. <laughs> How you guys doing? How you doing? doing? Can you hear me okay? I was getting like an echo before when I had my headphones in, so I took them out. Can you hear me okay? We yep. can hear you. Okay, Chris, you're looking good, man. That uh, that That's program's good. working well for you. Probably gonna have to jump on that too after I eat my feelings out on this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna be eating pizza too on Sunday, but it's it's hardcore back nice. to carnivore uh, after that. But thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make some buffalo chicken wing dip, man. Uh, I was actually home right. in Western New York a couple weeks ago. I didn't get to Buffalo this time, but yeah, I gotta I gotta try some of that pizza, man. Looking forward oh, yeah. to your next video too. I haven't seen one from you in a while. Um, I know I've been uh, it had to take a little time off trying to get the weight back under control, and smart. then you know just the cold and the snow and all smart. that. It's uh, a little bit yeah. of time, so I'll be back out probably uh, in the next couple of weeks as it's starting to warm up. Smart, hey, Nathaniel. Um, Nathaniel, yeah. how's you? How's everything going? I know you were on a little bit of a vacation, and then you're back driving full time still. Everything good? Yeah, I've been kind of working my way back. My father passed away last month, so I went yeah. home uh, to take care of him and all that. But uh, yeah, getting back to it. Um, still growing my okay. private client base and all that good stuff. Um, okay. Yeah, you guys got me thinking. You know that story about the you know the woman at the Seven Eleven. Um, it's almost been a year since um, you know mm. since March seventeenth, and uh, you know the the ride I gave to that that you know veteran who took a fall and. I wanted to share a similar story uh, that happened to me. So I actually got, just got a new car. Um, um, so it's a seven seater. So I've started doing XL and Uber XL trips too. And, what happened you know, to your uh, I traded it in. I got a good okay. offer. I kind of went the, uh, kind of went the Gabe route and found somebody who was willing to pay me more than what it was worth. No questions asked. And, uh, got a, got an SUV now. So, uh, yeah, so it was pretty good. I mean, I know you say don't get new cars to do rideshare, but you know, I got bigger dreams than that too. So you know, yeah. it's only a very small part of it. Um, but yeah, I ended up getting a ride request, um, and it was like at a Salvation Army, and like this woman wheels out like these two people, and one of them can like barely walk, you know, and she's like flagging me down, and I'm like, what did I get myself into? Right here we go again, and uh, so there was a big ice ice storm snowstorm. I mean, it was crazy. It was like 20 degrees for like a whole week. That's really unheard of for Portland. And there was like a warming shelter that was closing down because the pipes were freezing and they were ordering lift XL rides to transport these homeless people from one shelter to another. And they said that like literally like three drivers like canceled on them once they, you know, once they came up, which I, I can get like, you know, the, we don't get prepared for this stuff. Right. I mean, this guy could like barely walk. He literally fell down as he's getting in my car. And, you know, the guy was wearing like a, like an adult diaper and, you know, they're, they're basically shoving all their worldly possessions in the back of my car, including like mobility devices. And I'm like, I just got like New Year's Eve, like drunk people going from a wedding, like two nights ago, like what, what, what happened? But I've noticed that more and more, uh, these companies are using Lyft and uber you know similar to kind of like medical appointments like they're use they're leveraging lifts you know lyft and uber's resources to get people around and you know it was just it was just another humbling reminder of you know i know not everybody's going to agree with this but 
you know, there are a lot of people, and I know from your behind the wheel interview that you did with that passenger not too long ago, Sergio, that, you know, was relying on that service to get around. Like, you know, this isn't just like people trying to get home from the bars or people going to the airport. Like there still are a lot of people out there that yeah. rely on this service. Um, so I just, I don't know. I circle of control, circle of yeah. influence, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, you it's know, it's, um, look, you know, Nate is his interview and his articles on the blog, but his interviews on the channel, he did an amazing deed, paid it forward. He's one of the good guys up in uh, Oregon. Um, by the way, you do know that Oregon drivers are doing pretty much exactly what the Seattle, Washington drivers are doing. Are you part of that? Uh, yeah, the drivers union came to uh, came to the embassy suites here at by PDX in October, introduced themselves, and they've had a couple of meetings since. Actually, the Portland Bureau of Transportation has a monthly uh, driver dr TNC driver advisory committee, and they had the yeah. first in person meeting since the pandemic. And I think something like eighty drivers showed up. Drivers okay. Union showed up. It was an, it's been amazing. Uh, yeah, we're cool. definitely mobilizing. I've been passing out, I've been passing out flyers at the airport, just trying to get people to spread the word. And you cool. know, like you said, grassroots movement. Um, so yeah, it's amazing. We're uh, yeah, definitely optimistic. I actually talked yeah. to Ahmed uh, the other the other day, and yeah, there's going to be a rally. I think actually on the 14th, because uh, the next meeting's on the 12th. There's going to be a, a rally. It's not necessarily a protest. Uh, but a demonstration there at the Uber Greenlight Hub on the 14th, yeah. too. So, yeah, it's yeah, pretty, that's it's pretty how they awesome. Started it. You have their playbook. That's how they started it. Yeah. You guys can do it. I mean, you're neighboring, you're neighboring states. So instead of yeah. poaching into their territory, you guys have the same rights and same rates and, you know, do the yeah. same thing in your state. So, yeah, you know, I know Craig you talking, me, let me know. I just actually just saw Craig again at the airport uh, yeah. from Vancouver. I just saw yeah. him and, yeah, we got to talk in a little bit. I know he's working with the driver's union, too. So. Yeah, cool. that's that's what it's gonna take. It was it was a godsend, and you know I'm definitely glad they're here. But you know, cool. Cool. we got we got to be the change that we want to see. You know what I'm saying? So yep, you gotta do stuff to do it. Nobody's gonna give it to you. So um, okay, cool. listen, stay safe, be healthy. Um, much appreciated. We love you. We'll see you. Yeah, I love you too. See you guys around. Take care. Take care, everybody. Care, Bye. All right, we got Tony coming on. Tony, how you doing? Mr. Beard. Hey, how's it going? Hey, oh, good. How you doing? did you get, did you get 400 today? Um, I'm over halfway there and it's dinner shift, you know, so awesome. I should make it. I, uh, yeah. I saw you on the live <laughs> earlier, so, uh, I didn't, I didn't comment, but <laughs> I saw lurking, you. So, huh? Huh? Oh, lurking, right, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> but what's going on? Um, I just wanted to comment on that, uh, tier system thing not necessarily to elaborate on that but just to say i got an email on like thursday last week you have hit nine thousand sub or nine thousand um rides congratulations um go online that's what it says <laughs> wow oh, you I mean, like, yeah i got the same thing i got the same thing on lyft right you're saying on lyft uh, they're on, like yeah you uber. have so many chips i'm like <laughs> it was okay. uber because I hit oh, my 9,000th Uber trip. Oh, no. I got one from Lyft. And every time I turn my app on now, it goes, this is how many dollars you made since you joined Lyft, and this is how many chips you've done. I'm like, okay, so what about it? <laughs> yeah, well, tell me how much revenue I've created versus how much I kept. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So how are things in Denver? Everything good? Yeah, you know, it's uh, up and down. Yeah. But if you know your strategies, you can 
for the most part, still hit your goals. May take yeah. a little bit of a stretch of hours to do it, but yeah. um, you just gotta game plan when to maximize those hours. Like, are you gonna just stay out and do hours that are unproductive, or um, maybe cut down those unproductive hours and just grind when it's just gonna be busy? Yeah, you're a pro, man. You're a veteran. You know what you're doing. Hope everybody's good. Family good. Kids are good. Tony has yeah, six kids, by the way. Six. <laughs> Everybody is a brand new one too. for the last three weeks now, so oh, we're going to awesome. keep on being healthy. <laughs> three okay, months cool. of un unhealthy to yeah. uh, three weeks uh, sickness-free. So Knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. uh, what do you Definitely think about this new mind. lifting? What do you think about this new lift split or whatever it's called? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I saw that message pop up on my app after they kicked me off saying that I was been online too long. Because I forgot to turn my app off last night. <laughs> I was like, oh, thanks. I can't even make 70% allegedly because I can't even log on. <laughs> oh, you let, you left your app on sleeping. That's cool. That's yeah. Up. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, what do you I think of it? I mean, you're going to work with it. To turn off maps. So um, what do you think about it? I think it's a bunch of, uh, you know what, malarkey. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, they... Why can't I say the same thing? Why can't I deduct my expenses and say that they're keeping more of the fare than I am? Yeah. That's the uh, general feeling. <laughs> you know, it, it's a two-way street if they're going to play it that way, if, the, if yep. they want to. Plus, they've got the edge on us because they know what they're putting into those fees where we yep. just have to take their word for fee means fee, not our our cut that we're taking. Yeah, I think I think twenty four percent is. I don't know. I, I mean, it's my skeptic in me. I think it's too high. Um, it is but, absolutely uh, too high when we have to have our own dang insurance in the first place, and yeah. then everybody who has to have commercial insurance for whatever reason, you know, like I have a rental, so it's commercial insurance already, as yeah. well as like some cities require you to have commercial yeah. insurance, or yeah. if you can't get an insurance besides a, a commercial insurance in your city you know so yeah. um it's just not right that we get triple dipped on that you know <laughs> yeah we have personal insurance commercial insurance plus lyft and uber's insurances yeah and, and with the deductible and with this and right. with that and and most plus, of the time yeah. god forbid they're not going to pay you anyway right you I gotta mean, go to yeah. legal ride share and tell them to kick their ass and, and get yeah us our, our, they do a good job our there. money and our and our uh our wellness so that we can get yeah. well from being in an accident from uh, their lack of insurance coverage. Cause I did get into an accident with a lift vehicle oh, okay. on lift flex. Somebody ran a light and hit me. Um, I had to go into uh, a bunch of scans, cat scans, MRI, whatever else. Yeah. X-rays, all that crap. I ended up being fine. Just a lot of muscle stuff that needed to be worked out thankfully but the bottom line is that in um my accident attorney was able to get lift to pay out something because they were undercovered so um they they have the coverage now but not at the time of my accident yeah i mean the biggest problem that i all of that money they charged me i should get back for them lying (laughs) about the insurance and charging i know I know. So we're going to have actually uh, Brian from Legal Rideshare on again. 
because I, I've gotten like a couple of disturbing emails, especially if you get in a crash with period two or three in certain states. And if the person that hits you is uninsured, you have nothing. You literally have nothing. You're screwed out of money. And if especially this was a hit and run, there is and no lawyer is touching this guy's case. His car is like totals, right? And he was right. on period two on his way. So that commercial insurance that they're taking 24% out of the top doesn't even cover uninsured motorists in some states. So I'm going like, well, we need to take a deep dive into this bullshit that's going on. But yeah. Yeah, so, if they're uh, going to give us insurance, we should have the option of what we're electing into. Yeah. Just like I when I buy insurance with an insurance broker, I get to tell them this is what I want and they can advise me like, well, this is probably a better option because of this, this, or this. Oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Yeah. But that one, that's a little bloatware. I don't want that one. Or that one's undercovered. Give me more of that. Yeah, Joshua, we're going to put that up. Um, I'm talking to uh, Brian, who is the who works at the legal uh, ride chair. He's an attorney. He knows all the ins and outs. Instead of opening my mouth and saying something stupid and not factual, I'm going to have him on and come on for a half hour and explain all this because the insurance that they're charging you for 24 cents off the top of every dollar the passenger is paying actually may not be insurance that you you have you need to know what you're getting with period one insurance period two insurance and period three insurance hopefully all of you know what p1 p2 p3 is but anyway buddy so you stay healthy you stay safe say hello to everybody um i I may have i may have priola on the show bro nice i I may forgive him at some point, but I'm not ready yet. <laughs> but um, I just wanted to mention that accident I had was in a lift vehicle with their um, flex drive insurance and whatever. Oh. But now I'm I'm blocked from being able to rent from Lyft, even though the accident wasn't my fault. Well, that's nice. Wow. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> not that I want to rent from Lyft, but yeah, it's just no, a, no. it's a. <laughs> It's a principle, you know, like I didn't yeah. do anything. Oh, wrong. I get it. I get you. <laughs> I get you. All right, buddy. All, All right. right. Have a good day. one. All right. All right. Buddy, have a good one. Driven. All right. Bye. All righty. Nobody else. Anybody else? Mike Smith, you you wrote a lot. All I see is Mike Smith on my out of the corner on my right eye. <laughs> like, Mike Smith, we come on for five minutes. Put out your shit on, on here. Let's see your face. No? No. Okay. Um, uh, either way, a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, follow-ups now to, to do. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a couple of weeks definitely worth of uh, studying this information and seeing what it's actually going to turn into. So uh, it'll, it'll be uh, something that we're going to keep our eyes on, and then we will report to you guys exactly what's going on so you guys know uh, what the deal is on all of this when it comes to these earning guarantees and these 24% uh, taking off the top crap and all of that. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna, cool. I'm gonna, I may, if the weather clears, bro, I may do my 20 in a row this weekend after this new 70 30 split. Ooh, I'm gonna be the perfect. You know what? Maybe, maybe what we should do, maybe we should do our, uh, uh, what you call it? Contest? Our little bet this, yeah, a little contest. Uh, because I think the, the weather's, well, no, to be you, we're not, you're not gonna take 20 in a row. I'm gonna take 20, oh, in, a gonna take 20 in a row. No, yeah, exactly. So, I let me do okay, let me do it this way. Let me take the 20 in a row, okay, with the new 70-30 guarantee, blah, 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 hocus pocus. Uh, 
and then we'll do our contest, which you know I will not be taking cherry. I will be cherry picking that. You know what I mean? Then yeah. we can actually see the difference <laughs> between how cherry picking affects your take rate <laughs> versus accepting True. everything. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. Let's and then also. Yep. And then also, don't forget, everybody, uh, if you haven't watched the Harry interview with uh, Lyft CEO David Risher, uh, go check that out. Uh, good interview. Harry pulled a couple of punches on him. Uh, so it was a couple of good questions there yeah. um, that he had asked, especially uh, the one with <laughs> earnings, um, things like that. Also, uh, don't forget on Thursday, uh, Torsten will be on behind the wheel with uh, Sergio talking about February 14th and what's going on there. Um, yep. Also, uh, a couple other things from that. And then, um, you um, know, tomorrow I'm is... That Sorry, I'm going to put my Auckland trip up on the community board. Whoever is in the chat now or later, watching it later, if you catch this part of Show Me The Money today, I'm going to be in Auckland on March 13th. Free reception, free food, free drinks after the event. But you can definitely come to the event. That's free as well. Uh, March 13th, Auckland, uh, Parkway Theater. Supposedly a decent part of town. Is there a decent part of Auckland? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, you know. But you know, Gabe lives up there, so I, I, I'll just—he'll be my bodyguard. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll let you know what's going on, where to go, uh, what not to do, <laughs> what where not to go, and all that. Yeah, um, download yeah, the poop know. map though, so you don't step in any poo. Um, Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, it's true. I mean, okay, they have I, a poop map. I'm gonna find out, go, especially if you go over the bridge. One day, bro. Uh, one day. One day. One. <laughs> what can happen in one day? Nothing. All right. Well, we want to do our giveaway now. So, yeah, uh, let's do it. Give me one second. Let me <laughs> share this. I get, I get, I get the uh, carjacked or some shit happens. So actually, I'm gonna have to use Ubers and Lyfts going to the airport and back. Yeah, you'll you'll um, just be Lyft jacked. Fuck. Whatever. <laughs> All right, you have to, whoever wins this has to email me Sergio at the rideshareguy.com within 24 hours to get the cash. Daniel, congratulations, Daniel. Daniel Rivas. Congrats, Ooh. Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. Email me 24 hours you have to get your cash. There you go. And whoever is in San Francisco, I'm going to keep talking about it. Please come see me. Meet and greet. We'll spend some time. We'll have some food some drinks but i will repeat this every week anyway by then we should get like 100 drivers in the room sell the damn thing yep. out and then make <laughs> some noise up there you know what i mean so there you go yeah and i'm not doing any uh special uh oh we got a little we got somebody coming on so oh, okay um all right let's bring on craig how you doing oh that's craig from washington yeah great how you guys doing good good, good. i like your i like your beanie bro yeah, I had to we Zoom put that together for me. I had to talk yeah, about like beanie because you I don't like wear it. hats like that. We wear beanies up here. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, you freeze your asses up there. So yeah. <laughs> how's it well, going? I saw my buddy, good. I saw my buddy Nathaniel with his brand new EV9. EV9. Wow. Is what is that? A Hyundai? No, it's yeah, Kia. Kia. Beautiful. A beautiful yeah. black one. It's great. Wow. And so I just wanted to add to that. We are going to City Hall on the 12th. Oh, there I am. Cool. We're going to City City Hall on the 12th to present our demands or our requests for fair pay. Yeah. And then we're doing a 
a demonstration at the Uber Hub on Wednesday the 14th. And we're just, just like, gonna walk just like the, around, that's the regular 14th protest, Valentine's Day protest, right? Yeah, and we're right on Wadler and Broadway between there and a very busy streets. And we're just going to walk around the block with the signs. Okay, cool. Cool. Whatever you guys do. And, and uh, how are things in Washington State? Great. I'm, yeah. I'm still doing good. You saw my earnings last week. Yeah, you know, I saw those. I'm, I'm excited. I was excited for Harry's interview because Richard actually mentioned the, the drivers and the riders in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think, I think he got a lot out of Richard, man. You know, he also had him at the end admit, you know, he asked him this question. Everybody, you should go watch that interview. Seriously, good interview. He said, what should drivers expect to earn? Did you, I was like, all right, Harry, nail his ass on that one. And the guy said, well, we know drivers earn 32, blah, 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 but they have their expenses. If we take them up, it's the first time I see you admitted that drivers have expenses. <laughs> so I'm going like, yep. there you go. We do have expenses, bro. Anyway. All right, Craig. Uh, much love. Yep. Stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, keep keep organizing up there, bro. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do All it. Right. We already have a driver's union in Oregon. We just don't have the the things that Seattle has. So we're oh, gonna get those. Rome yep. wasn't built in any days. Step by step. I'm tempted to go to Salem where they have upfront fares and just try it out, but I'm scared it'll get locked in my app. Yeah, no, I, w I wouldn't mess with upfront fares. <laughs> anyway, all right, good to see you, man. All right, talk to you later. All right, all right thank Have you. Have a good one. All, all right. right, and then, um, yeah, I think that's all set. So, uh, you know, tomorrow is, tomorrow morning is Uber's earning call, so we'll be talking about that next week. Um, do we have anything else planned for uh, next week's show so far? Any guests or anything? No, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a guest uh, that we're gonna talk to him about the fake accounts. I'm actually working with him, uh, Luis from Delivery TV, who has a wonderful delivery channel, um, and he's really the you know master of his community. You know, he deals with a lot more of the, of the Hispanic community. And, um, you know, we're going to, we're working on this together. And a lot of, uh, journalists are picking up these stories that it's unsafe and these, uns, you know, fake accounts should be eradicated and, mm -hmm. you know, he's doing a great job on his channel and we're going to kind of join forces and try to, you know, get all these accounts out of the, out of the way. And, uh, it's adding nice. to oversaturation, but it's unsafe for the consumer and yep. for everybody else. So, so we're going to have him on next week. Awesome. So yeah, we'll look forward to that for next week. And uh, with that being said, you know, go out there, make some money, be smart, be safe, and uh, you know, make good decisions uh, or bad. You know, depending on where you want to be in life. So <laughs> whatever you want to do. All right, we'll see you guys next week. If you have any questions or anything, always hit us up uh, or comments or anything. Yeah. Uh, see you guys. Thumbs up, please. Free. <laughs> yep. Thumbs up. <laughs>